0: Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at SmalleyInstitute.com. Let me start off by saying happy July 4th, everybody. Actually, this is one of my favorite holidays. And it's not just that I get to light things on fire and throw a huge party for all my friends, which I love. But I love July 4th because of what it reminds me of. No, it is not about the personal freedoms I get because of our great country. But July 4th makes me remember that freedom can be achieved no matter what my circumstances might be. Exactly what am I talking about right now? Well you're gonna have to listen to find out. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your humble host, Michael Smalley, along with my co host who's equally as humble, Seth Johnson. You might be the most humble. <laughs> the most more. So do you enjoy July fourth? I do.
1: I thoroughly enjoy it. How many of my parties have you attended the last 12 years? Uh, I've only one. gotten to attend one. One.
0: And and not only did you attend, because uh-huh. I mean, I'll have 50, 60 people at these. Yeah. These, I don't know what to call it. Shindigs. Shindigs. But I, that particular year, had a lip syncing contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or a lip sync contest. Lip sync, I believe. Not limp.
1: No, not that limp. That would
0: be really weird. <laughs> A lip sync contest, and you won. I did. And do yeah. you want to tell everyone the song that you chose to lip sync to? Sure, yeah. I, With I, women and children present.
1: <laughs> I I put on an amazing lip sync performance to Britney Spears' Womanizer. Yes, you did. <laughs> And, and it was right as
0: that song started, I realized, yeah, I took mine a little too seriously, because I did a song from Boston, <laughs> where I'm just playing a fake guitar, and you were stunning. Thank you. You even had, like, a unplanned, amazing, acrobatic moment.
1: Yeah, with the microphone stand, and yeah, you did throwing it behind me, and... Then it coming back at me and catching it.
0: Yeah, but the great thing is you were just trying to, like, ditch it violently.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Apparently I wasn't violent enough. Yeah,
0: your strength isn't quite there.
1: (laughs) One of my favorite was uh, a friend of ours um, who she is this super intelligent nurse. um, Super quiet. um, Yeah. Withdrawn. And she came out with – I can't remember what rap song it was. Something that had something to do with flying dollar bills. Yeah, and she was – on top of it and even that pulled out at some point this wad of dollar bills and started, like throwing them out it was awesome now that's a party it was and i think we might have even shot fireworks at someone my children yep your son yeah no both <laughs> oh really both yeah. boys yeah yeah i remember david
0: probably was 13 yeah <laughs> at the time and he was asking us he was We're
1: like all right i well, mean because you ask
0: remember uh, one of our mutual friends you're closer to charlie mhm Charlie was standing there holding a uh, uh, Roman candle. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me and goes, this is the greatest night of my life <laughs> as he shot the Roman candle <laughs> at, at my yourself. children. <laughs> but we digress.
1: And everyone was safe, just so you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're fine. They had, did they have goggles? I think they did.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sure Surely. they were in full
0: <laughs> hazmat protection as well. So, all right, one of my, so July 4th, and, you know, when we're getting organized for our podcasts, we record these in advance. And so when I looked up, because we release a new podcast every Tuesday, mm-hmm. and this one happens to fall on July 4th, mm-hmm. which got me thinking about freedom. Right. Right. Because something important, heart. something, yeah, freedom, as he gets drawn and quartered. Yeah. yeah, that was disgusting. So, one of the greatest books I have ever read, and I, I reference this book a lot in our Smalley Marriage Intensive Program, and the reason I reference uh, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meeting, which we will have a link on this podcast episode so that you can find it easily on Amazon.com, we don't even get money for that. We just want to help the folks.
1: And as you mentioned that, I'm immediately searching for that, yeah. so I can put it on there.
0: I know. <laughs> So it's one of the greatest books I've ever read. And the reason I like to recommend it to many of our clients who come through the Intensive Program is that many of them come and they feel hopeless or they feel like, you know, I can't handle this. right? Like, and We've done mm-hmm. entire episodes on how I hate the phrase, I right. just can't take this anymore. And a lot of the reason I hate that phrase is this man's book. So I thought we would take this episode on this day... Mm -hmm. And talk about freedom, but freedom in a different kind of sense.
1: What kind of sense are we discussing today? Well,
0: the kind of freedom that anyone can have in any circumstance, at any time, going through any manner of trial. Okay. That's good kind of freedom right there. Yeah. So... I'm going to start off just telling you a little bit about Viktor Frankl. This is kind of from his book and what you can find on Amazon. But psychiatrist Viktor Frankl's memoir has riveted generations of readers with its descriptions of life in Nazi death camps and its lessons for spiritual survival. So uh, this is unbelievable. This is why I like bringing him up because people are like, this is just too difficult. And oftentimes when I'll ask him go, Well, I mean, would you agree that if you were a Jew in a Nazi concentration camp, that that might be even worse than what you're going through? And, of course, people pretty much 100% of the time agree. Right. Right. I mean, it's like (laughs) one of the greatest stump questions. You know, you're (laughs) like, well, is it that bad? And they have to acknowledge, well, obviously, no. Right, yeah. It's not that bad because now I have their attention because between 1942 and 1945 – Viktor Frankl labored in four different camps, including the infamous Auschwitz. And his parents, his brother, and his pregnant wife perished in concentration camps.
1: It's horrible.
0: So that's messed up, right? Right. That Clearly, this is about as bad as your life could ever get. Yeah. But based on his own experience and the experience of others he treated later in his practice... Frankel argues that we cannot avoid suffering, but we can choose how to cope with it. We can find meaning in it and move forward with renewed purpose. Frankel's theory, known as logotherapy, from the Greek word logos, which is meaning, holds that our primary drive in life is not pleasure, as Freud maintained, because they were sort of contemporaries. Mm-hmm. It's not pleasure but the discovery and pursuit of what we personally find meaningful. And that got me thinking, actually, that, you know, because I think still the greatest selling book only next to the Bible was Purpose Driven Life. Really? Yeah. Isn't that insane?
1: That is insane.
0: I mean, it has sold more than anything ever, at least in the self-help sort of, you know, that kind of genre. But it might be the second best ever. And... That's kind of what that book is about, right? Is to help people find their meaning in life or their purpose in life. So I think Viktor Frankl is on to something here with his theories. But at the time of Frankl's death in 1997, which is incredible, Man's Search for Meaning, this is how big this book has been, had already sold more than 10 million copies in 24 languages. And then a survey was taken in 1991 for the Library of Congress that asked readers to name a book that made a difference in your life. They found that Man's Search for Meaning was among the 10 most influential
1: books in America. That makes me feel like maybe I should go get it. Yes. Yes, you should. Or well, I'm sure you have a copy I could borrow, right? I have one on Kindle. Oh. Sorry. I like to read digitally. hmm hmm That's fine. I'll just go kill a tree and get a real, <laughs> get a real book.
0: So it, it surprises me because most of the time I don't think I've ever had a client that I've recommended this to that's read it before. But yet, Mm -hmm. tons of people have read it. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering, who are these people? Clearly, they're not the people that are getting into marriage crisis, which means maybe this book can help you. Oh. And here's why. Here's another quote from his book. We who lived in concentration camps can remember the men who walked through the huts comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. They may have been few in number, But they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose, listen to this, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances,
1: to choose one's own way. Yeah, I mean, so that's a much more um, poetic, precise way of Stating what we say all the time is that other people do not dictate you and how you react to things. It's you,
0: other people, and
1: circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Scripture talks
0: about that. Doesn't matter right. if you have a lot, a little. If you're full, if you're starving, it's all irrelevant. It's all relative. It's what yeah. do I do with these things? Mm-hmm. Because as we know, I could be a billionaire and totally mess my life up. Right, I can be dirt poor and totally mess my life up. It's not about having a lot of money or no money at all that makes you happy yeah. or makes you satisfied or where you can be healthy. Well, and I think this it's is one of the choices. things
1: that we can give uh, our daily life examples of this all the time, but it's not going to have near the impact of um, you know Victor who – What he walked through, and to be able to say that.
0: Well, that's what's so stunning is in his book, you will discover that at one point during this journey and going through four different concentration camps, and you know, there's a part where he describes in vivid color just the ash pouring down over the camp as his fellow Jews are being walked into the incinerator. Mm. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. And he realized in a cell, starving and being beaten, that I don't have to be miserable, right. Right. and that's my challenge. This is the freedom that you possess mm-hmm. on this Freedom Day, that I don't have to be miserable. I can choose to be okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can find meaning. He he describes how pe- you know people, uh, and he said smaller number obviously because most people give up, right? Most people quit. Mm -hmm. and they say this is too much, it's too terrible. And and I'm not, you know, this could sound judgmental, because I don't want to be judgmental. I get it. Yeah, I'm not saying that I would respond (laughs) as Viktor Frankl responded. Right, yeah. So I get that there are things we get put into that are really tough, but until we recognize and own that I do have a choice, even now I have a choice. I don't have to be
1: miserable. Right, and I think there's something... Uh, just empowering and knowing that that can help you lift yourself out of um, that that negative bondage as well, and, and realizing that okay, as horrible as this is, knowing that you can't dic- that, dictate that to me, then I can choose. And almost almost just that knowledge is is power in itself. Yeah. Knowledge
0: is power. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a Pinterest kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's the name of this school that. Sean used to teach at. Really? Knowledge is power? Kip, yeah. Huh. Knowledge is power program technically is two Ps, but that's, <laughs> that's fine.
0: That's cool, though. I actually like that. But, but here's why you, you the listener, this is why I hope you pay attention to this show. And I'm just going to read a quote here. And this is from Timothy Keller, walking with God through pain and suffering. But it's the, I found this quote. I don't even know how I found this quote.
1: But it was so perfect, because mm-hmm. this is the reality of life. Yeah, real quick, to so Tim, Tim Keller, Yes. just to give background on him. He is one of
0: the greatest pastors of our time, if not the greatest. Oh. He, he is so theologically sound. He, he's the senior pastor of uh, Redemption. I think it's called <laughs> Redemption in New York City. <laughs> yeah. So I know he's in New York City, and it feels like the church name is Redemption. So Seth is googling right now. The power of the internet at work. (laughs) But I love. I have. I. I think. I think I have read every book. Tim Redeemer Presbyterian Redeemer Redemption Redeemer Redeemer Presbyterian Church (laughs) in New York City. Hey, if you haven't read any of his stuff, he is utterly brilliant. And what's cool? He's like C.S. Lewis because C.S. Lewis was famed to have you know that picture-perfect memory thing. (laughs) My memory is so bad, I can't even remember what that's called. Yes, photographic memory. (laughs) Well, Tim Keller has the same thing Mm -hmm. and his wife. Oh, my gosh. And so they research together on a lot of this stuff, but they remember Everything they've ever, like, heard and read. I mean, it's just incredible.
1: I feel like the arguments between them then could also be pretty crazy. (laughs) I remember back in 1962. (laughs) But
0: if they both have legitimate memory, they'd both be remembering the same thing.
1: It's true. It's true. The emotions cloud memories. Yes, they
0: do. So listen to this quote, because this is why you have to take ownership of your own emotions. And so this is from Tim Keller. No matter what, precautions we take, no matter how well we have put together a good life, no matter how hard we have worked to be healthy, wealthy, comfortable with friends and family, and successful with our career, something will inevitably ruin it. Yeah.
1: Is that not a great quote? Yeah. I mean, it is I so mean, true. It might sound super like depressing to some people as well. <laughs> They're like, woe is me. This Eeyore. <laughs> Eeyore. Do whatever you want. Uh, my life is a disaster. <laughs> you know, I
0: sometimes I wish I could transfer my sense of hope and optimism to others. Because right, I, and you know, and I've shared before. I've gone through so much in my life, especially physically. Mm-hmm. Right, starting at birth, should have died, and have drowned multiple times, which is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> at four, and again at nineteen, and. Uh, and, and my dad, I can I can give my father, my late father, uh, I can give him a lot of credit because he he just burned into our hearts all of my siblings, that trials are not ultimately a bad thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: that negative things you go through aren't always gonna stay that way, that there's a treasure there. right. It might create more perseverance, more righteousness, more kindness, empathy. So for me, I just don't see, you know, like sometimes people will say, um, you know, I could never survive a loss of a child. I just wouldn't make it. I don't think that way. Do I want one of my children to die? Obviously of not. Of course not. And I'm not going to be like, "Woo, okay, I'm good. I'm, no, I will suffer. I will mourn. But I don't, at my core of my being, believe that it would inevitably destroy me. I just right. don't believe that way. Because I know that God promises He will use trials in our lives to make us better, mm-hmm. turn them into pearls, and you, you get lots of examples from that. You know, people doing amazing things that were almost aborted, or you know, I mean, all right. these different stories, right, in life, or just people of well, Victor Frankl, <laughs> yeah. right, four concentration camps. Good gracious, and he comes out of that not just alive, but better.
1: Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's someone who would understandably have a pretty bleak outlook on humanity and people, uh, Victor would. Yeah. Yet he was able to see truth in in God's truth through that, um, and that there's there's hope. Yeah,
0: there is, and so that kind of comes to maybe if you haven't heard it yet, is that for today's show, freedom is a choice. So I don't freedom. Uh, satisfaction in life, joy, even peace. I mean, imagine finding peace in the midst of a concentration camp. It's like the most unpeaceful place on the planet. So it doesn't matter if the political system in our country is out of control. It doesn't matter if I feel like I'm paying too much taxes. It doesn't matter if my wife doesn't do what I wish she would do or even what I deserve. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. I cannot place my satisfaction and joy in life on people, places, or things. Right. So the only place I can put that is in God. Mm -hmm. He's the only one who can perfectly love me. But still, that doesn't mean, you know, because people, they go through trials or bad things happen, they immediately go, why would God allow this? Well, I don't always, I mean, I get it. If you're (laughs) all-knowing and you don't prevent something, then aren't you inevitably saying, yes, I want that to happen I mean, that gets super tricky.
1: Yeah, we can we can all talk about we that have over freedom. a cup of coffee. Right. <laughs> we have freedom of mm-hmm. choice. Yep.
0: And therefore, we chose poorly, and there's sin, and so things aren't as they should be. And so you shouldn't be shocked when negative things happen, but you don't have to be destroyed.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So it is a choice. And here's one that I know people get kind of worked up on. I'd be curious, Seth, how you feel about this when I say it. So freedom is a choice but suffering is a blessing.
1: You're staring at me like you want an answer right now. Mm-hmm. I mean biblically I know I, you but can just agree. as a human
0: Oh no. I mean See that's the problem. I don't see it that I genuinely believe and see suffering as a blessing. If I didn't have a biblical context, I would say no. Well, okay. So when I said as a human, I didn't mean to take away the biblical context so just as who you are how do you
1: react to that uh, it's one of those things that I know to be truth and I have walked in that um, and seen the uh, the ending benefits or blessings on the other side but it's still not something that I'm like bring it on
0: no and the funny part is we don't have to say bring it on because it's coming Yeah, it's true. We're (laughs) kind of guaranteed it. It's unavoidable. Like that quote that I read from Tim Keller's book, Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. Because there's pain and suffering because of sin. Right. And so suffering, though, at some point, everybody, you've got to start, you've got to change your definition of suffering. Because if your definition of suffering is that suffering is terrible, suffering is bad, suffering I can't handle, suffering is unfair... Whatever, If that's your definition, then you're going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. And until you can change your mindset to, wait a minute. No, I don't want to suffer, but I can believe and see how suffering is actually a blessing. Right. My dad wrote a whole book called The Joy That Lasts, and in that book is how to treasure hunt trials. Mm -hmm. What are you smirking at?
1: (laughs) Just my juvenile nature of, like, he wrote a whole whole book. Well, do you, Would he write half a book? Well, sometimes it could
0: have been a chapter, Seth. Could have just been one chapter in one book, but
1: no. I mean, you could just say he wrote a book. No, about... he
0: wrote a whole book, not not a tiny part of it. Well, I
1: wrote a quarter of a book. See, that would be a terrible decision. It didn't sell a thing. <laughs> it
0: didn't go. Had a great title, though. So let me read the scripture, Luke 6, 20 through 23. Then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, God blesses you who are poor for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry now for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now for in due time you will laugh. What blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the son of man. When that happens, be happy. There's a song, right? Don't worry. Be happy. happy. Yes, leap for joy for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, their ancestors treated the ancient prophets that same way. Jesus says this frequently in the New Testament, in the Gospels. is quoted as saying, rejoice when you suffer, because when you suffer, you get to be more like me, like Christ. Mm -hmm. So that right there, suffering is a blessing, because now I get to know what it was. I get to know some of what Jesus went through,
1: right? And how
0: did he respond?
1: I mean, he lived he he responded his responded yeah, and in, in obedience, and and ultimately knows that it became a blessing.
0: Amen. So in the end, it doesn't matter what is happening around me; I can still be okay. It all depends on how I choose to see things. And I guess maybe that's at the crux of the show today is you actually have a choice. Whether you're sitting in a Nazi concentration camp cell or you're in a marriage where your spouse is not doing what they should be doing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whether your child's in rebellion, whether your boss is a jerk, whether your parents take advantage of you, no matter what's happening, I have a choice in all things. Right. At all times. And this is one of the things
1: that, man, I can't comprehend... Going through any suffering, whether it be as extreme as uh, Victor Frankel or just the you know day to day suffering, without Christ and the the hope and the and the joy, because it's because of that that in that knowledge of like the scripture that we just read um, that these are blessings that I can basically choose that freedom. I can choose that because of the hope that I have. So I can't imagine not knowing Christ and trying to navigate those waters. It feels impossible to me. Yeah. That's that's
0: who Christ is, is he has come to heal the brokenhearted. He is our Savior. He gives us strength. He gives us grace. He gives us joy and peace. All those things come through my relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And we actually have another great quote from Tim Keller's book, Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. And this is a good one to end with. The only love that won't disappoint you is one that can't change, that can't be lost, that is not based on the ups and downs of life or of how well you live. It is something that not even death can take away from you. God's love is the only thing like that,
1: Mm.
0: which I know we goof around a lot. I know we don't always use Scripture in every single episode. Probably only a few (laughs) episodes. But, you know, for both Seth and I, you know, our relationship with Christ really matters. Mm -hmm. And you've gone through suffering. I've Mm -hmm. gone through suffering. We've gone through things that are fair, you know, that we brought upon ourselves. Right. We've gone through things that were victims. Yep. And we're still here goofing off, laughing, (laughs) having fun, because that doesn't have to define us. We have that choice. Yep. And you found the quote, or I'm sorry, the link. I did. So we've got a link on this podcast episode directly to Band search for me. It better be the correct link, by the way, because <laughs> if that goes to some inappropriate side, I'm going to be mad.
1: <laughs> Look, you can see in the link is his mm-hmm. Amazon. You know, Uh oh, wait, how the- <laughs> <that's wrong. laughs>
0: Uh-oh. now you can click on that. I'd highly recommend it. I wish I would written it. I wish I was Victor Frankl. No, you don't. I
1: don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. That's a good point. <laughs> I would take the level
1: of suffering I've had over his any day. Yeah. Thankful for men like him. Yes. Glad I'm not him. Amen to that.
0: Well, download. download the Reignite Your Marriage app and make your love list today. That's a super cool part of our app where you can write down the things that you love about your spouse and then... The reason we have it is when you're not feeling very loving towards them, you can mm-hmm. pull that list up to remind yourself. Yep. It's a very helpful tool that my own father used to do. So we have all the good direct links on iTunes, Google Play, Windows Phone, and even the Amazon App Store. And then don't forget, Seth, if they go to the website,
1: mm-hmm.
0: do we offer any kind of online help for people that want to start making an impact today? You know,
1: in fact, we do. What? We have... So much content. Hours and hours. Tens, dozens, nay, hundreds <laughs> of hours yeah. of video content to help you guys out.
0: And if you do love the show, or even if you hate it, leave us a review on iTunes, because it lets yeah. us, we actually read those. We do. And it helps other people find the show. Mm-hmm. It's something with the algorithm in iTunes.
1: Yeah, they don't disclose how it all works.
0: No, but we know it's important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... If you don't mind, this show is brought to you for free. I mean, I'm not trying to shame or guilt people, but I'm trying to shame <laughs> and guilt them into leaving a review. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at SmalleyInstitute.com or call us toll free at 888-565-6462. To be somewhere near your voice was all I heard. I was shaking from a storm in me. Haunted by the specters that we had to see. Yeah, I wanted to be the melody above the noise, above the hurt. I was young, not young. Till the tears run down from my eyes. Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody find me somebody to love? Alexa, play hits from Queen.
1: Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.